Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are the race for the NBA Finals Trophy is almost here, controversy at the Derby, and the second leg of the Triple Crown this weekend. Blue Jackets looking for a new head coach. Blazing bets of the week. Tebowing is back in the NFL, and it's headed to Jacksonville. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cow. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Thursday night. Um, like Colton said, we're going to start out uh, with a little review of the Derby. Everybody's heard the controversy. Uh, Medina Spirit um, tested positive for betamethasone, which is not a banned substance in horse racing, but um, the way I read it is they can't have used it within two weeks of the race. Um, so it, it did show up. Uh, the trainer, Bob Baffert, says they've never used that substance on their horse at all. I've heard some crazy stories of how it possibly got in, um, and we'll go over those here in a little bit. Matt, what are you hearing on this Kentucky Derby controversy? Oh, it's just a mess. I mean, I, I think Bob, Bob Baffert's given every excuse in the book. You know, I'm glad this weekend he's kind of recused himself from the whole situation and staying away from things because it's, it's not looking pretty. It, it's where there's smoke, there's fire, and I'm thinking there's some fire here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely not a good situation because it seemed like earlier in the week when this first came out or whatever, he was kind of like, you know, strong defending it. You know, no, we didn't do this. We didn't right. do this. Now, as the week has gone on, he's kind of like, yeah, we might have used like an ointment that, you know, is kind of like a steroid to, you know, help the horse right. with the inflammation. But we so, didn't give it to him. But we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's, you yeah. know, more details are slowly starting to come right. out more. Um, well, you know. The first story I heard was that a groom, which is a employee that takes care of the horse, was uh, taking cough medicine for a cold that he had. And he peed in the stall and, and the, the horse, horse ate the hay. Ah, well, geez. I'm sorry. These horses don't eat hay off the ground. Right. Um, they're, they're worth too much money for that. I've been around horses enough to know that. Um, I'm not buying that story. And then there was one they had, the horse had a, like a rash or something, and they rubbed this ointment on it. And supposedly this ointment had, had, had this beta-methasome in it. So I, I don't know. Um, and like Colton said, he's not going to be at Pimlico this weekend. Um, he, he'll have Medina Spirit in there again and another horse. Uh, concert tour. Uh, concert, yeah, concert tour in there, um, but he's not going to be there. So, um, yeah, we'll they, see how it, the split sample, you know, they um, it should, they said it takes a, a couple weeks to get the uh, test back on the split sample, which doesn't make any sense to me either. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first sample they have, you know, have back in a day mm -hmm. after the race, but now this split sample takes several weeks to get. I, I don't yeah, know. That yeah, so, something strange is happening there, but, you know, Baffert is no, you know, no stranger to the limelight when it comes to this yeah. suspension stuff. Um, you know, I was reading some stuff, and this is actually Baffert's fifth horse, no, fifth horse known to have failed a drug test in little little over a year. Yeah. So well, I know. also heard he's got, like, 30, in his career, he's got, like, over 30 violations for right. things like this. Right. So it's so, looking worse and worse. But yeah. it sounds like it's not just his horse. It sounds like there's a bigger issue going on mm. in horse racing in right. general that, right. uh, you know, they got, yeah, a little bit of a doping crisis going on in horse racing. Um, you know, so it might be something that, you know, the, the committee has to look at and has to decide, you know, how do we get this thing under control because it seems like, uh, you know, from what I was reading, that any of the other horses that were in the Kentucky Derby may or may not have tested positive for the same drug. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the only reason that Medina Spirit gets caught is because they won, won, you know. Right. So it's, it, it's, yeah, it seems to be a bigger issue. Than, and did, did you ever find out, I know we were talking, like, do all the horses get tested or it's only the top I, five? I, I, never, I never looked that up, but if, if I had to make, you know, an educated guess, I would say the ones that, you know, get paid like, out, yeah, you know, four. pop I think they get paid up all the way to top five, maybe, or something like that. So I would assume the ones that are actually going to, you know, profit or, you know, make some money, I would assume have to go under some kind of, you know, testing. But maybe not. Maybe it's only the winner that yeah. gets tested. I, yeah, I, I never got the chance to look that up exactly. You know, we, I think we got to look at this just like we look at, you know, sports athletes. When an NFL guy tests positive and says, well, I don't know what I took, <laughs> you got to know what you're putting in your body. Right. And you as an owner got to know what you're putting in your horse's body. You I know agree. what you can and can't do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, just a little quick uh, tidbit, too. Um, you know, I saw something where it said the only horse to be DQ'd 
due to medication after winning the Kentucky Derby was back in 1968. So uh, that was Dancer's Image back in 1968. So, you know, we could be looking at the second time this has ever happened in, you know, the 147 years that the Kentucky Derby has been going on. So, you know, something repeat, you know, history repeating right. itself here. So uh, well, you know, at least everybody who threw some money down on this thing, they're safe to go. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's the good news. My wife still got her check from the winnings that, <laughs> It showed up in the mail this week on her winning, so they didn't. Right. But I, you know, if they do wind up upholding the uh, suspension on Medina Spirit, then you know, Mandaloon would be your uh, right. would be your winner. And the the only bad thing, you know, for betters is that they don't get the money. Right. You know, if Mandaloon does, you yeah, know, how do get you feel declared, if you bet on Mandaloon? Right, right. Exactly. The, the, you know, you're not the people that bet on Medina Spirit don't get their money taken away, but the people that bet on Mandaloon don't right. get any additional money. They don't get anything, you know, yeah. for betting on for picking him. The so it's, right. you know, kind of a stalemate right. there or whatever. But, yeah, it'll be. It's just not good for horse racing right. at all. I mean, just to have this kind of controversy. Right, this, this big cloud, you know, hovering, you know, as big as this event was, you know, since last year was kind of a, you know, mess with all the COVID stuff, just right. no fans, you know, whatever. Didn't run the race till September. Right, right. Kentucky, <laughs> the, you know, the Kentucky Derby, Churchill Downs was really looking forward to this, you know, being something good, you know, positive, you know, moving in the right direction. And then you got this big, you know, dark cloud hovering over you that, you know, even though you had the race, your potential winner may or may not have cheated. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely I don't think something that, that horse racing, you know, wanted to, wanted to be dealing with. So yeah, agreed. All right. Well, like we said, uh, the second leg of the Triple Crown, the you know second jewel in the Triple Crowns this weekend, back to where it should be the third Saturday in May um, at Pimlico Racecourse in Baltimore. It's a mile and three sixteenths, so it's just a sixteenth of a mile shorter than uh, than the Derby at Churchill Downs. So there's only 10, 10 horses in the race this weekend, and um, they're really saying that the field really isn't that impressive. There's mm -hmm. not. And of course, Medina Spirit's your favorite right now. Um, odds starting from number three. Um, I don't think Medina Spirit's going to win. Yeah, I don't. Um, actually, I think Bob Baffert's other horse is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Concert tour uh, with jockey Mike Smith at five to two. And mm -hmm. They are the co-favorites right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I like both of them. I also like a couple other horses. I like a. Midnight Bourbon and uh, Rombauer are the two other horses I, I really like going into this. So I think it's really a four-horse race between those four. Uh, other than that, I don't see a lot on some of these other horses. But it could be another another shocker. You know, we Absolutely. thought we had the winners, or, you know, we thought we had, you know, something that actually might place in the top three at least, you right. know, last week or a couple weeks ago with the Kentucky Derby, and then all the horses we talked about, you know, weren't even towards the top. So right. it was like – you know what? What's what's going on? So that's not my blazing bet. So don't go out and bet your money. <laughs> yeah, on don't, it. don't put any money. But we're 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 not we're not. I'm, if I bet, that if one. I decide to bet this weekend, I'm putting my money on concert tour. Yeah, um, Bob Baffert yeah. with Mike Smith as the jockey. Right, right. And um, you know, Medina Spirit is starting in that number three post. Um, last year's you know winner came from the number four spot. So you know, kind of similar spot. So you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. And I mean, I know it's not relevant because we only have ten horses, but actually. The number eleven post has only had two winners all time, and in the hundred, you know, this is the hundred and forty sixth Preakness, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, out of those one hundred and forty six years, only two times has the horse from the number eleven spot won. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that this year because there's only ten horses. Well, but just uh, being a smaller field, they say in this race, the, the spot doesn't really matter as much mm -hmm. as it does in the Derby. That makes sense. Yeah, boxed in as much. That makes right, sense. Right? Yeah, you're spread. Not you can spread out. You know, spread out a little bit. Think more. about it like rush hour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know the winner. Winner's still, you know, taking home a cool six hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, you know, the total purse is one point five million. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we'll, uh, you know, it'll still be a nice chunk of change for whoever. It'll be exciting. It I'll watch it. Yeah, definitely. but you know, like we said, you know, Baffert, you know, Bob Baffert will not be at the at the track. Has been, you know, suspended from from the track. Um, and actually, Mandaloon won't be there either. So you know, if we get to a, a spot where you know they do say Medina Spirit, you're disqual, you know, you're finish at the Kentucky Derby was disqualified and then Mandaloon doesn't run. I mean, you're already, you know, there won't be a triple crown yeah, winner. Right. And it's, is there, was, am I right? There's only three horses in this race from the, that were in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, they're really, yeah. I, I think, know Midnight Bourbon was one, obviously Medina Spirit. And I, I think, think was, that keep me in mind was. Yeah. 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 That's well. the other one. Yeah. 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 So. I think, uh, yeah, small, small field. So I think really, 
a lot of you know could could be an interesting race at the same time with such a small field. So. Just a, just another horse to note is uh, the horse running uh, from the first spot of this race at Ram. He's actually the son of American Pharaoh from uh, did one that. of the great horses from a few years ago. I did so, read that. So, you know, maybe if he lives along his father's line, he's 30 to 1 right now, yeah, yeah. so he's the longest shot out there, but got he's got a great blood. lineage. Got that great, this, would be a good, this would be a good race to bet the underdog if you're looking to cash in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, with yeah. it, like we said, being a small field and really kind of anybody's race at this point. Right, right absolutely. If you wanted to throw some money on Ram or another one that's a long shot, like, uh, let's see, who else we got? Uh, Risk-taking's 15 to 1. Unbridled Honor's 15 to 1. France Godina's 20 to 1. So there's some long shots out there. Keep me in mind, even's 15 to 1. Right, right. You got, like, all the favorites, you know, somewhat clumped together there, and then then it's anybody's race after that. You know, all of them are kind of long shots after that. So there's really hardly any money to be made of betting on the top three guys. Right, right. right. You know, then maybe you can do something. All right. Well, let's move on to um, the NBA. Um, The playoffs are getting, you know, we got a couple games left in the regular season. We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, It's it's getting the pictures getting a little more clear this week. There's Mm -hmm. still – only a handful of games, three right. three games, I think. Two to three games, games most teams. Um, there are still two teams that have a glimmer of hope to get into that 10 spot in that play-in game. And, and let's talk about the East first. Um, the Bulls still have a long shot to get in. A, um, you know, they're, they're sitting at 29 and 40. Uh, in, yeah, yeah. To think <laughs> that you can get into the playoffs, you know, and right ahead of them is is Washington at thirty two and thirty eight. So they're going to need some help to get in, but there is still a shot. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, um, no. I got I got Washington in that ten spot playing Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, in that play, well, the first playing game would be the seven versus the eight, which is uh, Boston and Charlotte. Give me your thoughts on that game, Colton. Yeah, so I'll just kind of run through the standings as we have it right now in the Eastern Conference. So we got, um, you know, the first seed there, we got the Philadelphia 76ers um, just behind them with the Brooklyn Nets at number two, only a game and a half back. Um, We got the Milwaukee Bucks at number three. Um, They are a game and a half behind Brooklyn. Um, So, uh, they can, you know, still a lot of moving parts. There could be parts. a little shuffling. Yeah, a lot, a lot of moving parts, especially, you know, one, two, and three in the yeah. East. Look, um, looking at games remaining, though, I think those first three are kind of locked. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got number four, the Atlanta yeah. Hawks. Um, then you got five, the Miami Heat. You got four, five, and six, which are kind of, you know, real right. close, too. You got – And actually, the, I the, Knicks and the, the Knicks there. and the Hawks just flip-flopped uh, right. uh, the – the Knicks were number four, right? So that's that's a close race yeah, there yeah. as well. Yeah, you got four. Which Atlanta. they'll play each other in the playoffs. So right, right, right. So you got four, four the Atlanta Hawks, five Miami Heat, then you got six, which are surprisingly the New York Knicks. Baby are back in the playoffs here. They they have clinched a spot in the playoffs. So that's you know good for them. They got right. a real young a real young young team up there in New York and. I mean, they just they just play well. Yeah, they they really come down the stretch. They're actually playing pretty well. Yeah, they uh, got uh, Julius Randle as kind of their you know more or less superstar. Really energized uh, himself. Yeah, really really turned his career around. Kind of a journeyman until he landed there in New York. Was actually talking about being on the trading block at one mm-hmm. point during this season. Um, but then he's been he's been that solid rock form kind of their veteran leader. Um, I know he was well, he was like a top five draft pick. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he definitely he never yeah. lived up to that billing. Right. But this year he's finally finally showing it. Right. He's he's you know leading those young guys. They you know obviously the Knicks have been pretty bad here the last several years, so they've just accrued a lot of top picks. But finally, all those picks are starting to come together. They're really playing well. So you know, good for good for them. Um, and then, like Dad said, we got seven with the Boston Celtics. Uh, number eight, Charlotte Hornets. Number nine, Indiana Pacers. And then number 10 at Washington. Um, guys, I, I'm worried about the uh, the Boston Celtics. I, I mean, they're too. sitting at 500 right now. They yeah. have really fallen. The wheels have fallen <clears throat> off. Three and there. seven in the last 10 games. Yeah. And I think they've dropped four in a row or yeah, something like that. I think like they hold on to that seven spot. I, think, I, think I don't they, think they I don't, get I don't out know of if that. I don't even know if they're going to make it into the actual. I don't know if they're going to make it out of the play-in tournament. Honestly. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it out of the play-in. But I do think they hold on to that. Yeah, I, that they're definitely. Yeah, the they're, they're definitely in the playoffs, but, you know, the, the play-in tournament. But I don't think they're making yeah. it out. They got. You know, they just got the big news that Jalen Brown done for the oh, rest of the year. He's such a huge part. He's of that a big, a lot. you know, he's a nice one-two punch with him and Tatum. I, I just, I, it's, it's worrisome. Yeah, I got they, his, they, you know, his, he's been in Boston his whole career. You mm-hmm. know, um, and his having his best year 
of his career, 25 points a game, 48% uh, field goal percentage, 40% from three. Right. Six boards, and the big a uh, big um, improvement is three and a half assists a game, which is you know almost one and a half assists better than what he's ever done before. So right, absolutely. You know, and I think that comes playing with with Jason Tatum. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're going to get the first first round you know play in tournament against Charlotte. You know, against Charlotte. Uh, I got Charlotte winning this game yeah. and taking See, I, that seven I, spot. I, I don't think they're playing Charlotte. Mm. I, I, Looking at what's left here, Washington, okay. who's currently in the 10, has, uh-huh. has Cleveland and Charlotte left to play. They're okay. only a game and a half back of Charlotte. Yeah. So they're going to get that game by beating Charlotte. Okay. So I, I think I think Washington can end up in that eight spot. Okay. I think okay. uh, then Charlotte would be nine, Indiana 10. So yeah. I, I think Washington takes that, though, against Boston. The, the, I, I, still, I, still, I still think it's going to be Washington and Charlotte coming out of here. Yeah, yeah. I think my, my only rebuttal to that, I did see something the other day that uh, the Wizards – Bradley Beal for the Wizards may be shut down for the yeah. season. Are they going to? Okay. Possibly. I mean, it hasn't been official yet, but there is word that he is dealing with an injury that, yeah. you know, it's not going to heal, you know, unless, you know, he has surgery. Right. So if he's able to play through it, you know, good good for them because they, they absolutely have to have him yes, to, to keep absolutely. going. I mean, Russell Westbrook, don't get me wrong, he's, you know, a triple-double machine, yeah. but I just don't think he's enough to carry the load for the Wizards. He needs Bradley Beal to be there to kind of help carry the load there. And yeah. so he was talking on Sports Center the other day. It sounded like he was going to play. Yeah. But, I mean, but you know, the, what a player wants and what the team wants. Right. Two right. Right. And, you know, like I said, playoff basketball is totally yeah. different. You have to take your game to the next level. And does he have, you know, the, he risks, you know, hurting himself even more right. potentially yeah. or, you know, hurting himself faster. And, and for what? And, I mean, yeah. And, and for what? You know, Okay, the Wizards make it into playoffs, but do you see them realistically beating no. any yeah, of those they, top they three teams? Yeah, yeah. For all so your efforts, matter. you go up against Philly or, yeah, or yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, you get you get Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Philadelphia right. as your first opponent. I don't see them beating beating them. But so. I also think the way Russell Westbrook's playing right now is going to be enough to beat Cleveland. And yeah, Charlotte, yeah, for so. sure. He he's got enough, I think, to get past those two yeah. those two teams. I just yeah, I, it would be something to watch for right. if Beal does get shut down here. They you know say. Hey, we're we're shutting you down. You know that's just yep. something kind of going forward. Maybe not for the rest of the regular season, but maybe that play-in tournament, yeah, you know, situation. So, right. you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Who but, do you got coming out of that play-in tournament? Yeah. So, like I said, I'm I'm super worried about the Celtics. I I you know whoever is in that eight spot, I I think it's still Charlotte staying there in the eight I do spot. Too. Um, I, it, I I think no matter what, no matter who Boston plays in that first, you know, first game of the play in, I don't think they're winning. I, I, they are just struggling. They are not playing well. So I think whoever Boston's matching up against, they're taking that one. They're taking the seven spot or, you know, whatever in the, in the, in the, actual I got play. Charlotte taking the seven yeah. spot. So, so looking at what Charlotte has left, though, I, I just don't see why you guys think they stay at the eight. They got to play the Clippers, New York and Washington. That's three yeah. three really good teams ahead of them. Yeah, it's possible. But how how many players? I mean, is are those New York up? still playing for something? Washington's still playing for something, so they're going to play full rosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clippers may sit somebody, but yeah. they, I mean they're still playing to stay ahead of Denver. True. So I mean they're they're all still playing yeah. for right. Spots. It could be could be interesting. I mean that, that I think that's kind of what the NBA wants. Yeah, that, that's just what these they games want. matter. They, yeah, you know these last these, these are exciting. Right. This, this, the last two or three games of the season matter. Right. The last two three games of the season matter, and then this playing even even matters. though you know like Dad said yeah. the Bulls who are sitting at twenty nine and forty yeah, have they, a, still a chance to get into the playoffs. They're still going to play hard. Right. But that that makes it you know I think that's really what the NBA was shooting for with this play in tournament. So you know. I don't Good. care what that guy in L.A. said about it. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, and isn't it funny? They're sitting. That's the only way that they might get in is, <laughs> is through the play-in tournament. Right. Nobody expected that. Right, right. But then, so, yeah, I I, I don't like Boston to win no matter who they no, match I up against. Either. What about when they play the And then winner? if they play, you know, and then I like in the 9-10 matchup, um, you know, I do like the Wizards. As long as Bradley Beal is, is somewhat healthy, right. you know, I, I like the Wizards to win that, you know, whoever they match up mm-hmm. against. And then, you know, Boston – I think it'd be very close, but I, I think, you know, against the Pacers, even, the, you know, Pacers, Hornets, whoever, like I said, I I, I just don't think Boston is playing well enough yeah, right I, now I think to, on a big slide to, uh, to even beat those other three teams that are, you know, in that play-in tournament scenario. Yeah. So I like uh, 
I like the Wizards to get in, and I like the Hornets to get in as yeah, well. Same. So um, I think that those are the two teams out of the East that are going to be the seven and eight seed in, no, the, in like the playoffs. Like I said, I, I got Charlotte beating Boston in that game, and then um, Indiana actually beating the Wizards. And then actually I'm going to – I think Boston's going to gut it out mm-hmm. yeah, against the Pacers and mm-hmm. get into that eighth spot. But, you know, like I said, for their for all their efforts – you get to play Philly or Brooklyn or right, in the Bucks, right. so yeah. um, it's going to be a tough, tough road to hoe. So. Right, right. you got to feel good for Michael Jordan finally getting a team that into is the legitimate. Playoffs. Yeah, like, yeah. He's they get, their, there, they get their rookie back. You know, yep. that's good to see that they're back to somewhat full strength, and yep. he's playing. You know, you know, decent. Maybe not the same level that he was before the injury, but you know, he's got some more time to kind of get get a little bit more healthy. Get. But it'll be interesting. I mean, it'll be his first playoffs in the NBA, so it'll be interesting right. to see how that goes. Be cool to see Michael Jordan on the sidelines during playoff <laughs> basketball. Right, absolutely. right, absolutely. So, yeah. all right, let's move on to the West, Matt. Yeah. Um, who do you got? Uh, you want to give us a rundown? What your thoughts are on the West? There? Yeah. So right, right now we got Utah sitting in first place. Uh, Phoenix sitting in second, a game and a half behind Utah. You got the Clippers sitting uh, three and a half games back of Utah. Denver four and a half games back of Utah. Then you got you got a real tight gap right here. Uh, Portland's nine games back. Dallas is nine games back. The Lakers are ten games back. So there's a lot of room for a shakeup there. Right. And then you got Golden State thirteen games back. Memphis thirteen and a half games back. And San Antonio sixteen and a half games back. Uh, you guys are saying there's another team under there. I, yeah, the I Kings, don't see them getting the in. The Kings, but, I think, were the – You know, yeah, I, I agree. I think Sacramento's like 18 and a half or 19 yeah. or something but like that. But they are 7 and 3 in their last 10 games, so they're so playing they, good down the stretch. Right. So, right. Yeah. And yeah. they beat the Ma- – I know they beat the Mavericks twice in those 10 games. Right. So, so and, I mean, they're playing – you know, and Dallas has really played well in right. the second half of the season. Right, so, right. So, uh, I, I think looking at this, though, I think the Lakers are actually going to avoid the play-in. Okay. I, I think they're going to get themselves up to the sixth spot. I think Portland is going to drop all the way down to that seven spot, and I think Dallas is going to slot in there at five. One, one interesting thing to keep in mind, though, you know, is the Lakers, they have to beat both Dallas and Portland outright because Portland and Dallas both own the tiebreaker okay. over yeah, Los that's, Angeles. That's huge, actually. Yeah, that so, is. That's important. You know, the Lakers don't. They can't Even just, they, you know, if they all tie with the same record, the Lakers are staying are still where they're in seven. at because, uh, and yeah. And that's why I got them in staying right. in seven. Yeah, so, yeah, Portland I mean, and Dallas Port- both own that tra- tra- uh, tiebreaker over top Portland, of them. No, I'm really worried these next two games. They got Phoenix and Denver okay. to do the yeah. top teams in the West. So right. I, just, right. I, I don't see them winning either of those, to be quite honest. Yeah. Dallas has Toronto and Minnesota. They win both of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got the Lakers. who has got Indiana and New Orleans. I think they win both of those. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just think – I think Portland, if they lose both, the Lakers win both. That's going to be. I think the Pacers there. give the Lakers a game in that. Obviously, New Orleans now Zion's broke his Pel- finger. Pelicans or the Pelicans. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, they had they got eliminated last night. I, really, I was kind of sad to see that. I was hoping another that, another terrible year for the Pelicans. Right. Yeah, they just, I, I don't know what's going to go. They right. I don't know what's going to happen with yeah. them. Because, I got it kind of staying the way it sits right now. I got Golden State playing the Lakers in that first play-in game. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, Golden State okay. over the Lakers in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the Lakers are, you know, LeBron's still not back, mm-hmm. um, and even when he comes back, you know, they talk about yeah, you can run on the treadmill, ride the bike, all you want, but you're still not in basketball shape. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna, especially you know, at his age, right. it's gonna be tougher for him. You know, AD's not playing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna, even if you get them back, you know, how effective are they gonna be? Right. And it like. Like Matt and I alluded to, um, you know, LeBron was bad mouth in this play-in tournament, and, <laughs> and might be might be the only way. It the might Lakers be his are, saving grace. Yeah, so I think it's kind of funny that you know it's coming back to haunt him a little bit. That might be the only way that they get in. Right. But don't count them out. Right. Um, yeah. You know, if they can get healthy, you know, get through get through the play-in to get into the tournament. Right. You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes for them. Right. Because I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting because they're you know if they are in the play-in tournament, they're either going to be the seven or the eight in the right. West, and their you know first round matchup is going to be Utah, Utah or Phoenix. Utah, and, best team, you know, yeah. seven twenty-five win percentage. But uh, at the wow. same time, I like the Lakers' chances against those two teams because you know they match up. Let's, let's not get it wrong. You know, the Lakers still have pretty similar team to what they had last year. A lot of playoff experience. A lot of they know, just haven't been able to stay healthy. Yeah, they just haven't yeah. been able to stay healthy. Stay healthy, and you know, let's you know, Utah and Phoenix, both those teams are are, are somewhat young, not a lot of playoff experience, mm, right. and you know, just haven't been there in the moment. So you know, you can't 
when it comes to NBA playoff basketball, you can't take you, that. That has to come into no, you know, definitely. play. So you have to have to play the Lakers in right. the first round for Utah or Phoenix. Right, they're they're the sitting there like, oh man, we we played so hard, we did so right. well in the regular season, and this is this is our That's reward. Get, you right. know, we we played so well in the West, and now this is our reward. We get the potential. You know, the the defending, defending champions. champs, and so who just hung their banner the other night, right, last right. Night or so, night before. I, I think I think it's going to be Golden State coming out of the, the play in, and I think it's going to be I think. Because, like I said, I do think Portland's going to fall down into the play, but I think Portland comes out as well. So yeah, I think yeah. those are the two teams okay. that are going to come out of the play. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be very, very interesting. I think, uh, yeah, the Lakers kind of stay where they're at, I think, at that seven, seven spot. I do kind of see the Mavericks possibly switching with Trailblazers, mm-hmm. you know, five, six, flipping a little bit there. Um, not that it, you know, maybe – I think it does kind of matter for the Mavericks because if they stay in that sixth spot, they got another first-round matchup currently with the Los Angeles Clippers. And, you know, I would hate to see us play them again, again. Like, like we did last yeah. year. I'd rather see them play the Nuggets. Yeah, I think we have a better shot at, you know, potentially Absolutely. pulling the upset against the Nuggets than we do against the Clippers. So, um, you know, I, I kind of kind of see that, that flip-flopping. Um, but I think, yeah, the Lakers – going to be on the brink of elimination they lose potentially that first game against golden state and then they you know drop down where they're either playing you know the winner of the memphis san antonio game and i, I you know that memphis san antonio I, I think is kind of a coin flip honestly i mean i don't i mean memphis yeah, I is playing a little bit i think a little bit better here recently than the spurs are uh it's yeah, yeah. The grizzlies have been five and five in their last 10 games and San Antonio's three and seven, yeah, so yeah, so yeah, a couple games better. It's just very uh, odd to see the Spurs there yeah. at the number ten speed, number number ten seed, um, yeah. three games below you know, five hundred. It, it's amazing to me. Memphis is even in this discussion after all the guys they've really given up and let walk here the last. They got a years, super young team Conley too. They, they got. Those guys, I, mean, I mean, a lot of the players on the team you don't even know. Yeah. I mean, who they are. So right. it's it's just a, a mass of a bunch of draft. Golden picks. State of those four teams, Golden State's the only team with a winning record in the last ten games. They've won seven and three the yeah. last 10 games. I mean, then they got yeah, a they, they super like hot player. Steph, Steph's Steph. playing like Steph again. Yeah, right. So, so when know. they're finally getting something out of the draft pick, uh, and then they're what they trade for Wiggins there, and they're right, finally right. getting something out of him, too. Right, I mean, right. Like, so, some of these guys are finally starting to come around and play some basketball. So, yeah, I like uh, Golden State to get in, and then I like the Lakers. You know, no matter who they're playing, Memphis or San Antonio, I like them right. to beat, beat those, sneak their way into the playoffs. And then yeah, get get a nice you know first round matchup with the Jazz or the Phoenix Suns, which yeah. could be very very interesting. Yeah, so. that I got it the same way. I got um, Golden State beating the Lakers, and then the Grizz over the Spurs, and then the Lakers beating actually beating the Grizzly to get into that eighth spot, and then uh, they'll be matched up more than likely against Utah. But we'll see right. um, how that goes. So. Which is which is interesting because yeah, the Lakers actually beat. I mean. Two to one, but uh, actually led the series in the regular season against Golden State. Two to two to one in the regular season. So we'll see, uh, you know, how it, how it plays out. But yeah, the Lakers brink of elimination, but still make the playoffs to at least have make a it chance. Be a dangerous team have a chance to defend yeah. their NBA title. That's all you got to so, do is get in. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, let's move to our hometown state. As everybody probably heard, uh, Torts is out in Columbus. A mutual agreement between him and the general manager um i don't i don't know if it really had to be a mutual agreement i think he was going whether he wanted to leave or not right, um, right. you know I, and I, I i like him i think john did a great job you know he's a hard-nosed coach mm-hmm. he's not afraid to you know stand up to these superstar players and sit them when he doesn't think they're performing up to snuff mm-hmm. you know and i i think maybe at times that might have been his downfall, but right. you know it's his team. He's got to coach him the way he say, he sees fit, and that's how he's been throughout. I yeah, mean, it's not like every, he, everywhere he's it's gone, not like he's, he's changed his. You know, just because he's at the Blue Jackets, he no. changed how he coached. That's how he's been yeah. from day one as a coach. So, right. so you're getting what you're getting. Yeah, with right. him. You know what you're getting. Um, he's the first American-born coach to reach 500 wins. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And two-time coach of the year, overall record, professional record, 673 wins. 541 losses, 37 ties, mm-hmm. and, you know, he did take the lightning to the championship back in 2004. So, right. you know, he's got he's got a – he's he's going somewhere. He'll land, oh, yeah, he'll he'll land he'll somewhere. Yeah, I mean, even with the Jackets, he led them to 227 and 166 record in four straight playoff appearances. Right, right. And their first, first series playoff, playoff win. win. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what else we want to say about Torch? I want to get it and let you guys talk about him a little bit, but then – 
I want to. I don't know if you guys did anything, but I kind of went through and maybe picked some repl- possible. Yeah, I, I got. I, I got a one, few. I have a few replacements idea. as well. Okay. Good, um, good. But yeah, you know, Tortorella leaves as um, finishes. You know, his career at the Blue Jackets as the all-time leader in games coached at 447 for the Blue Jackets. Like we said, wins uh, most all-time by a Blue Jacket coach with 227. And the most all-time playoff, you know, playoff game, playoff appearances, 31 playoff games in his, you know, six years in, in CBJ. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I hate to see him go because I, I honestly think this was this was good for the Columbus. This is yeah. what they needed. This is, yeah, you know, it was time by I, far the best coach that they've had, yeah. you know, in their short time as a in, a, in an NHL team. This has by far been the best coach. Right. I hate to see him go, but I think it, you know, it was time to, you know, hang it up. They, you know. Finished last this year in in their central division. Tied, tied for last. <laughs> they didn't get that win with, on with, final night with the Red Wings. I right. don't know if that's an accomplishment. Or no, not, I, no, but. I will say that's the way they did the the season this year. Is I mean the Jackets are in arguably the toughest division in all of oh, hockey this year. Yeah. So yeah. to have to play those teams yeah, night, night in and night out with Nashville and so, Tampa I mean, Bay. Right, and, yeah, they, right. they, they didn't get some of the gimmies they've had in the yeah, past. So yeah, it, no. the, I, I think. To, to base his his career on this season, yeah, is, I think is a little is, bit is, is kind of hard. Of not not yeah. fair to him. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, you know, like Dad said, I I think he won't be on the unemployment line for long. No, somebody be, somebody will pick up. him up. Um, you know, <clears throat> I've already seen there's several other teams that have already let go of their coach yeah. as well. So he'll find somewhere. He'll find a home somewhere. You know, and I hope he does because yeah, I think. He was definitely the best coach the Blue Jackets have had. And, Absolutely. You know, we'll see what the just, what the, just refreshing to hear a guy who's gonna tell it like it is. You right, know? right. He's yeah. not he gonna put up with the nonsense. He doesn't you know? point punches. He's not right, playing the sure. superstar it game doesn't matter if you're scoring fifty goals a yeah. night or you know, one goal a night. If you're, you're not giving if he doesn't figure giving the effort, you're gonna be sick. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes that has kind of gone away from sports, yeah, you know, absolutely. over the recent years that you know, it seems like teams are, you know, pampering or, you know, going more towards the player or, you know, favoring the player yeah, than they are the stars. coaches. Yeah, so they, I, I like to see. They, I guess they've already had a meeting with, like, the senior or the veteran players on the team, like kind of getting their thoughts, what they want to see in a coach. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to get their input. But right. I think, you, you can't know. let the, the inmates be running the asylum. Uh, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. Internally, you know, you got Brad Shaw or Brad Larson um, that have been a sit- long-time assistants under Tort. Um, I, I'm not for an internal coach in this in this instance. And, and neither uh, one of those have, have, have you know right. have any you know neither neither one of those have you know head coaching experience. Right, I'm right, not saying right. that you know they wouldn't be good coaches because they haven't. But you know, do you want to stay in house? with the you know people that also haven't had any head coaching experience right. which yeah. I find it interesting at the same time when I you know I bring that up but actually the Blue Jackets GM made some comments recently at his press conference um he said experience is valuable but there's a lot of different ways to gain experience right. it doesn't always need to be from being a head coach in the NHL yeah. um and you know he he went on to also say the ability the personality the values those are the biggest criteria and not necessarily the NHL experience. There's some really good head coaches sitting out there in the, uh, the IHL. Uh, you got the, the Finnish league and the, all that sure. stuff. I yeah. mean, there's yeah. a lot Absolutely. of good coaches out there. Right. So, but uh, I'd say one of the names I'm actually hearing as a possible replacement uh, is uh, Gerard Gallant, who was the former Vegas Golden Knights coach. He le- he's the one who led them to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first season in the league. Yeah, right? I heard that. Uh, he right. actually previously coached in Columbus from 03 to 07, but – I'm not going to base his run on how he'd do now because the, the talent the Jackets had back then was nowhere near what they have now. Right, so right, I, right. I think he could be a nice pickup for them. Yeah, he's also been – I was reading some stuff linked to – because NHL is getting ready to add an expan- another expansion mm-hmm. team, the Seattle Kraken, and he's also been linked to possibly being right. the head coach for them oh. based on how well he did with the kind of that a first startup you know, right, team yeah. with Vegas. So, right. you know, maybe, you know, he goes to Seattle, you know, right. it, you know. It's uh, at that point who who's gonna pay me the most money? Yeah, what what absolutely. am I worth? So you know, but well, yeah, it'll probably be Seattle then because that's part of the reason Columbus is in the pickle they're in. <laughs> right, 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 right. So should be yeah, should be should be interesting. A couple you know, a couple other names I'm hearing. Um, you know, one guy that I you know kind of throw out there, but I don't really think will have a a real shot at it, and that's uh, Mike Mike Babcock. Um, actually, 17 years as an NHL coach. Um, was the coach of uh, the Anaheim Ducks, the Detroit Red Wings, and was the former coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. The only reason I kind of say mm, probably not, 
he was fired by Toronto uh, a couple years ago for what players deemed mental abuse. So, you know, Tortorella, you know, has been known as a player, you know, a guy that's kind of hard on his players. Right. So you're going to replace him so with another guy, with another guy that, that could be potentially, you know, right. hard on your players. I, I don't know. I don't think I, so. I read the same thing. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I, I think that the pedigree is there. He has 700 wins as an NHL right. coach. So I think the numbers are there. The experience is there. But I just don't think the style, the coaching style, mm-hmm. if, if they're still, you know, if they're trying to go away from like that, you know, hard nosed kind of style that Tortorella had. I don't. I don't think that they consider him, you know, a, a, a real likely candidate. He's, he's so, kind of a throwback. Yeah, coach. yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, there will be some other names that are that are thrown around. Um, Gerard Gallant, you know, the guy that was the former team, you know, coach at, at Vegas. I think, you know, is one that to also consider. Also for uh, Patrick Waugh, even he's uh, he was in Colorado there. Mm-hmm. He was their coach for a while until he decided to step down because he, he just kind of wanted to get away from the game and recharge. But okay. right, I guess they're talking to once back right. in. I had another name that I kind of uh, looked at, and if they're wanting to go with kind of a different a different style was Bruce Boudreau. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah You know, they said he's one that really gets involved with his players, like on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, his nickname's Gabby because he likes to talk so much. Okay. So yeah. um, he was the fa- he's the fastest coach ever to two hundred wins. Mm-hmm. Um, his overall record. 567, 302, and 115. Yep. And that's second highest win percentage with a coach that's coached at least, coached at least 900 games. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's got he's got the numbers too, the pedigree. And if they're wanting to go with a different style, you know, you know, Bruce is out there and that, that's a possibility. Right, yeah, 13 years in the, in the NHL. So mm-hmm. the experience is there. But, right. yep. you know, like I said, with the comments from the GM, you know, maybe the experience is, you know, it's not always how many years you've coached. So we'll, we'll see what direction they decide to go. All right. Well, so you want to move into our blazing bets of the week. And then when, if we have some time, we're, we're going to wrap up some, with some with some NFL news, some big stuff that's come out of the NFL this week. Matt, you want to lead us off with your blazing bet of the week? Yeah, I'm going to do uh, blazing bets coming out of the NHL this week. Uh, I got the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Winnipeg Jets Friday uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, I'm taking Winnipeg in this one because uh, I think Toronto's going to rest some players. They've already got their spot uh, already locked up for the playoffs. Winnipeg needs the win to avoid falling to the fourth spot in their division. So I, I think Winnipeg needs it more. I think Toronto rests some guys, so I think Winnipeg takes this one. All right, very Absolutely. good. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, got a game in the MLB this week. Um, I got a game tomorrow, late game, 10, 10, o'clock, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time between the St. Louis Cardinals um, and the San Diego Padres, uh, St. Louis first in their division and uh, San Diego actually second in their division. So first game of a three game series, um, you know, should should be an interesting Cardinals are eight and two in their last 10 games. Padres are six and four. I think the difference for me, Padres are going to be without their leading hitter as far as batting average goes due to COVID reasons. Also without their leading home run hitter in Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm. He's out with COVID issues as wow. well. So you know, that's two two big hitters. I don't know where the offense comes from for for uh, for San Diego. And actually, it's it's kind of interesting, even though that information came out earlier this week. The Cardinals are still the underdog. I'm taking the Cardinals to win here. You bet a hundred dollars, you get one thirty five. So there you, know, you, go. you know, right. book it, baby. Book it. <laughs> Put it in the book. Well, I'm gonna take uh, talk about another hometown or home state team. The Cleveland Indians open up a series with Seattle tonight, 10-10 game, late game tonight. You know, Cleveland's sitting at 20 and 14, second in their division. Seattle's 18 and 19. Two teams that are going the opposite direction. Cleveland's 8 and 2 the last 10 games, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Um, Seattle's going the other way. They're 3 and 7 the last 10 games. Right. Got Plezak on the mound, even though he's only he's 2 and 3. He's got a good ERA at 3.82. Um, and Seattle starting a kid that hasn't pitched. This is his first major league start tonight. Okay. Logan Logan Gilbert. Mm, I think that might have been. I, I just saw recently the the Mariners called up one of their prospects, like one of their like top draft picks. So that might may or him, may not yeah. be him. I think I can't it is because they had a they got a pitcher. I can't remember the name. He went on the DL. So I think they they say this kid could work into their rotation. Yeah, so yeah. Um, he had good numbers last year, and um, but his first major league start, he had a two point. One three ERA last year in the minor league. So, um, but overall, Seattle, um, their team ERA is five point eight six. So they've not had good pitching. Um, I take the Indians in this, and 
the over under seven and a half, take the over. The Indians are starting to swing bats again. So yes, absolutely. Cleveland wins and bet the over. Yep, there you go. <clears throat> absolutely. So that's what we got for our blazing bets. Um, let's get into the NFL. And one thing, when you talked about the COVID, did you hear that uh, the first round offensive tackle that Penay Sewell yeah. tested positive? Yeah, yeah, I did see just, that. You know, unfortunate. Uh, too for bad him. for that yeah, kid. I hope. I hope he comes out of it, and it's just you know a minor case right, and everything. Right. You hate to see that happen to the young kid coming out of college and you know getting a break in the NFL. So right. um, must have partied too hard after that draft. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think. Well, uh, you know, hopefully that, that doesn't stunt you know his development. Right. Obviously, this is a big. I don't think know, there's a lot going on yet with these guys. Right. I think they only had like their the rookie and, mini camp right. or you know whatever they usually yeah. have, but you know. Hopefully it's not something long term. You know, hopefully right. he, you know, is able to get over this in a few weeks yeah. and you know get back to the team and you'll know, be able to work out and everything's good with that. Right. So well, let's talk about Green Bay some more. Okay. Some more okay. news came. A couple things came out of Green Bay this week. Uh, Devontae Adams he made the comment that he said if Rodgers leaves, he says I'll have to do, and I quote, some extra thinking about where I want to go. He's in the final year of his contract, so. Mm-hmm. You know, this could have bigger implications than just losing your right. all-star quarterback, your Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. Um, guys, you know, they, they get comfortable with somebody, and obviously, you know, the way uh, Aaron Rodgers slings the ball around it, you know, helps these receivers' numbers as well. So, right. um, yeah, and then there's there was another bit of news. But I'll let you guys talk about that, another signing that they had this week. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, it's, it's interesting he, he says that, but it's not – at the same time, so surprising. Right. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Said, team without your right. All star I mean, quarterback. Devontae Adams has really played well. I mean, probably the best receiver over the last couple of seasons. Right. Um, you know, very with Green consistent. Bay. Yeah, has been just a top yeah. target. You know, in Green Bay, and I think that's that's what Aaron Rodgers' whole deal is. Is you look at the roster that Green Bay has, and outside of Devontae Adams, who the heck does right. Aaron Rodgers have to throw and, the ball and, to? And they didn't do him any justice last year right, in right. the picks. Or, you know, it just... and, and this year, same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's a matter of, you know, get me some weapons because, I mean, hats off to Devontae Adams because, I mean, defenses were throwing two, three guys at this guy, and he's still out there catching, you well, know, 100 a, yards a game. That's a tribute like. to – to Aaron Rodgers right. too, that he can yeah. still squeeze a ball through a tight window. Absolutely. So, so it, it, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, it'll just be interesting to see, you know, what does come right. with all of this, you know, because Green Bay could be really, really hurting bad yeah. if both of these guys say, "Yeah, we're done in Green Bay." It, right. It's gonna you be, know, though, that's, this is one thing I hate about professional sports. You got, these guys signed a contract. I agree. Live yeah. your contract I agree. out. You know. Right. But what about the signing this week? What's what's the story with them signing Blake Bortles yeah. this week? Well, well I, think it, have some I think it's a matter there. of yeah. They I you know saw something last week or maybe a few weeks ago that they signed a couple other quarterbacks that I had never even heard of yeah. to bring into you know camp or whatever. So I think Blake Bortles is just somebody that you know is somewhat proven that has played in the league, right. has a little Been bit kind of, of a journeyman. Yeah. Played for the Jags, played for the Rams, right. played for the Broncos. At least has some kind of NFL experience. Kind of mediocre because everybody else on the roster. Doesn't nothing. I mean, you you drafted yeah, he, Jordan Love I mean, two years ago. He didn't even dress last year, right? So. Hasn't even played a single snap. So right. I mean, it's uh, you know, yeah. and they and they traded up to get him, mm-hmm. you know, from Utah State. And I, I don't know. I guess to me, I so, think by them signing Bortles this week, they're admitting that they're that, not ready. That yeah. Rogers is yeah. gone, and this and that Jordan Love's not ready. They need somebody to rent, at or, least not ready. Maybe week one. Right. I, I, I'm thinking. So if, if he's that far away from being ready, how did he end up being that talked about to be that highly drafted? I, I agree. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think that you know, your uh, Bortles is a one year rental basically mm-hmm. to get get you through to Jordan Love when they think he's ready. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, another big news out of the NFL. Um, well, two things. They they dropped the schedule for the upcoming season. We're going to talk about that real quick. But before that, Tim Tebow, Urban Meyer reunited, yes, sir. Uh, and, it and it feels so, so good. good. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know they, they did win a pair of national championships together when they were you know down in Florida. So um, you know I, I think it's great. You know I, I like Tim Tebow. Great, I really great think, guy, obviously. I think great character. Yeah, you know, good dude. I think 
really he should have maybe gotten more of a chance when he was quarterback, and he didn't do all that bad in Denver. Yeah. Uh, let him do, he let him do a playoff victory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's some quarterbacks that play their whole career in the NFL and, yeah, exactly. and never win a playoff series. Him, sometimes never even make it to the playoffs, yeah. and let alone get a playoff win. Right. So I think Andy he, Dalton, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Choke. Right. Um, so you know, but there's you know, it's he's going to be a tight end, or that's what they're going to work him out as. But um, he should have done that. Five, six yeah. years ago. If he well, was going to do it, he shouldn't have waited five years to get back into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I wish the dude all the best. I, I hope it works out for him. I hope it works out for Urban. You know, because Urban, like, you know, Matt, you and I were talking before the show, you know, Urban's playing for his job. I don't think he's doing yeah. this just as a favor to a buddy. Right. He's playing to keep his job down there. Mm-hmm. He's a unproven NFL coach. Yeah, his resume in college is stellar. Right, but, off the you charts. Know, yeah, but, you know, NFL, he's 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 nobody. He's yeah. done nothing in right. the NFL right. yet. So that, that when people are saying he's doing it just as a favor, I, I, don't, I don't think you do that. I don't think you give up a roster spot to somebody – Right. Just Unless you have a legitimate plan. Right. Plan. Well, you know, exactly. I, I think it's going to end up being less about Tebow's production at tight end and more about what Tebow brings to practice, what Tebow brings to the locker room, yeah. what Tebow brings to all that. He knows how Urban wants that stuff run. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like a coach on the field. Right. So Good I, point. I, I Good think point. There's, there's a lot more to it than just what he can do at tight end. I think mm-hmm. he can get the guys kind of rallied together and, and make them understand what Urban wants and, and make things a little – transition smoother that way yeah no absolutely i think uh, you know tebow's got a real shot here fellas you know we were kind of talking before the yeah. show about the jaguars got five tight ends <laughs> on the roster right now five of them you know that's that's quite a bit for me i'm thinking wow sounds like yeah, right, got a lot of but... tight ends but now you're bringing in a sixth one before training camp even starts so you know we'll see how it goes but i think tebow has a real shot here if he can prove himself that he can you know play tight end yeah. because like I said, they 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 got they got one guy on the roster, Chris Manhurts, mainly a blocking tight end, twelve catches in seventy games. Not a lot of catching there. So you're bringing him in on on blocking packages, right. you know. So goal line situations for blocking packages, jumbo package, you know, short yardage situations, things like that. <laughs> then you got James O'Shaughnessy, eight eighty eight catches in six seasons. In six seasons, he only caught the ball eighty eight times. So mm. he ain't a big threat either. Then you got Luke Farrell, who I think will be a good tight end. You know, did a lot of good things at Ohio State, especially in that uh, semifinal game against uh, Clemson. Was a big, big showed out in that game. Mm -hmm. uh, Was but was actually you know a fifth round pick this year. So still really, I think that was a bargain. Yeah, fifth round for the Jets. You know, still you know unproven in the NFL. Not to say he won't pan out to be good, but you don't know what you're getting because he hasn't done anything yet. Then you got Ben Eppelson. I don't, I don't know how many years he's played in the NFL, but he has one catch <laughs> his whole NFL career. One catch. Oh, so geez. not a big threat there. And then, you know, Jacksonville actually drafted Tyler Davis last year mm-hmm. uh, in the sixth round. Played in eight games for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Has no catches either. Right. So, you know, if Tebow can learn how to catch the ball, can, you know, run routes, you know, do whatever. I think the big thing, and we talked about it, Matt, <clears throat> excuse me, was the blocking. Yeah, you know, yeah. do they bring him in to do blocking situations, or is right. he strictly just a you know rat, a strictly run routing a you know run route you know tied in? Because yeah. I think the blocking is where it may or may not show. At the up. most, he's going to chip somebody. Right. Yeah. I know. don't know that he's going to be yeah, a bruiser. The defensive end will murder him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how. how if, they, if he can just chip a tight end and then go out in the flats and just right. let let him throw it over the top of that 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 you know that end that's coming in at 100 miles an hour dump it over top of his head in front of the linebackers and then maybe you know Tebow gets you a first down something yeah, like that Yeah cuz I mean there's there's no taking away Tebow is an athletic guy yeah. I mean and, and and he'll work and he's still he's I got, think in somewhat decent shape oh, it's yeah. not like he you know yeah, I mean he's been playing professional baseball so right. it's not like he's been on the couch eating potato right, chips Right right so we'll see how it, how it goes but uh, you know only a potential he hasn't been officially signed by Jacksonville yet right. um, but you know, I'm hearing that it when he does, it's only a one-year deal. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think a little bit of low-risk, high-reward right. possibly. So, yeah. you, know, well, you know, a lot a lot of ex-tight ends and stuff in the league whining, crying that he's getting this opportunity. But you got to remember that because they're all saying, well, we've played tight end. We've, we've done the spot. But one of the best tight ends to ever play in this league was Antonio Gates, and he never played tight end either. Right. So, you know, it, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Tight end is one of those positions you, right. can, you can Real quick, in. we're running out of time. Tell me, of course, NFL is going to a 17-game season this yeah, year. Yep. Now, tell me real quick, one game you're looking forward to this year. Yeah, so mine starts week one. 
Week one, we got my New York Jets taking on the Carolina Panthers, baby. We got new QB in New York versus old QB <laughs> in Carolina. That's an interesting and we'll, matchup. We'll see how it goes because, uh, yeah, it could be uh, bright lights for old Zach Wilson if he, you know, because Jets fans are brutal, let's say that. So and, he, and not very patient. And not patient at all. So if he struggles and Darnold shines in that game, you could be here. The, the, the boo. The, the nice thing is, is they're not playing at New York week one, so it may not be as bad, but it, you know, the grumblings could be starting already week one. So what about you, Matt? What game are you looking for? I got three, but I'll go real fast. I got week one, Dallas versus Tampa. Is Dak really back or is he not? Right. And you know, are the Cowboys contenders or pretenders in this case? Right. And then I also got two games on week four. I got Tom Brady's return to New England. You oh. took mine. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you took mine. Well, you can talk more about the game. I'll just All leave right. it at that. I'm excited yeah. to see it. And then also week four, you got. Jacksonville playing the Bengals. This year's number one quarterback versus last year's number one good. quarterback. That's, that's a good matchup. Should be interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah I took that week four matchup. Tom's going home. They call him Tampa Tom now, though. So, yeah. you know, he's going back to New England. I'm sure the crowd will go nuts for him. Right. You know, he's a hero in, in New England. and But, you know, Tom, there's no sentiment, sentimental value there. Right. Tom's going to beat you. If he can right. beat you, he's going to do everything he he can to beat you. So. Yeah, and I saw something interesting. He's actually this year, you know, could potentially pass Breeze for the most passing yards all time in the NFL, and he could actually break the record on that night. Nice. He has to average, I think, like, because that's like in the first, like, he has to average, I think, like three. The first three games, he has to average like just under 300 yards per game to have a chance to potentially break break it, it in that fourth that, game that, of the that season. Fourth game or yeah. whatever. That'll be so, interesting. See, so, yeah, I think that's a. I think it's, it's a, a Sunday night game. Sunday night yeah. game. Yeah, so yeah, it's a prime so. time game. Oh, it'll, so that'll be, be, it'll, it'll be rocking. It'll be, nice. rockin'. it'll it'll be, nice they'll be rocking. Uh, yeah, that'll and, be awesome. And, it, you know, the NFL's already saying they want, you know, full capacity at stadiums. So we're going to – it's going to be everything back, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. Very but, good. you know, a couple other games, you know, just real quick. Uh, also, week five, I think it is, um, the, two, the two first picks, two first-round picks, you know, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence actually – go overseas to to okay. to England yep. to play in in week 5 um so you know a little bit of exposure overseas for the mm-hmm. first you know first two picks so we'll see uh see what happens there um yeah i think it's week 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 5 um but yeah that's all we got that's all we got for this this week um we're going to our- come at you back to our regular night next week we'll be back at you on Wednesday night next week 7:15 tune in uh, give us your shout out to us and, you know, give us some questions, give us some interaction. We'll answer your questions. If we don't know the answer, we'll lie about it. We don't care. <laughs> we'll give you what we think we know. Yeah, right. so, anyway, we appreciate you listening uh, and uh, thanks for tuning in.